0: But it's not.
1: It's flat, and I can see that it's flat. I can see, you know, a mile away from where I am. So that proves that the Earth is flat. Shh. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all.
2: It's showtime! <laughs> Although uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely. As what we've got in store for you today, well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies Present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker.
3: hello and thank you for joining our conference now listen everyone tonight you're going to hear four professionals discussing our topic which is going to be the history of human footwear we had to search far and wide for four professionals on this and i had to fill in for one so i really only had to search for three uh now with me as always we have uh dylan dylan with his third eye how are you sir i'm doing all right i didn't know you were a footwear fan yeah, you know, I wear them on occasion. Not a, not a question. Uh, we also have Mr. Albert Fish. Albert Fish, how are you, sir? No, I can't wait to
1: talk about footwear.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> weird. Uh, okay, uh, we'll get to you hopefully last. Uh, and uh special guest of the week, we have Mr. Mark H. Bushido Geek. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good. I'm ready. I uh, prepared a lot for this. <laughs> you did? I did. I uh, have one pair of tennis shoes that I wore into the ground, so I'm super i'm super prepared and you know everything about those one pair of. i do i do yeah
3: excellent now we found you because we actually listened to uh many 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 episodes of your podcast uh, dad's anime stash to find out exactly your extensive knowledge on shoes um it's subtle but it's there
2: it's there yeah if you listen really carefully i drop subtle hints to the secret of my footwear fetish (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh yeah well dylan has a lot of post-it notes uh with mm-hmm. some of those clues on it so we'll get to that soon uh but listen guys i'll be your keynote speaker my name is wise man one and one that's a shoe probably that's the joke of that one uh and i'll be leading this conference now for those of you joining us for the first time each speaker will be given roughly 10 minutes to present our topic of the week the history of human footwear and after each presentation there'll be a short q a from the panel and of course we invite any members of the audience to ask literally Hundreds, if not thousands, of questions. If you have any, and after the fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on which speaker will be awarded the fifty thousand dollar scholarship to some nobody's university, which Dylan is the uh the dean of, just so you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, he runs a tight ship. Um, and also the nostalgia prize that we oh man, we haven't done these in a while. The nostalgia yeah. prize, yeah, actually, I got it's right here. Oh, cool, it actually came in a tube this time. Uh, handle with care, fancy uh the nostalgia prize of the week is going to be <laughs> Ooh. This, is, hmm. this is a german a german uh. fritz the cat poster huh
2: that is a well, thing anyone... that was made No, that, thank this you. this was
3: made yeah fritz the cat yep. uh weird obviously our patreon members knowing learn more and more about us that was actually uh the reason my middle name is what it is and if you want to know that feel free to ask anytime now listen guys before we get on with our presentation Oh, actually, we don't have a message for last week's winner because I think – I can't remember who won last week, so I did not mm. think to upload a message, and I apologize for that. So uh, if you're listening to the future, I'll probably have posted one in the middle of this. If not, I'm sorry. Tune in last week to see a very cool message. <laughs> now, <we're Yeah>.
1: not... <laughs> but nobody ever talks about the winner during those uh, little videos that you No, have. No, they're, the,
3: they're the winner oh they're the winner they're the winner and they usually have beat you so bad that their life is amazing uh almost as if they've gotten a script on what to say it's
1: it's been a while since we've done one of these go ahead
3: dylan it's been a while it's been a while we're gonna get copyright striked (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was spot fucking on (laughs) now without further ado I'm going to deliver our first presentation. Can I get our producers to open the presentation that I have expertly prepared for tonight? Now, the thing that we wanted to go over is the history of human footwear. And why do we want to go over this, friends? It's because, uh, you know, a lot of times people go over big, you know, inventions. uh, The wheel, uh, sliced bread, uh, things that have changed people's lives. But you know what's changed lives more than anything? Footwear. Where would we be without the footwear? Uh, So, Once again, got a bunch of experts. And the thing that I want to teach you and these nerds about is a crash course about human footwear, stars included. So let's get on with the presentation, please. Okay, now, quote, proper footwear is the key to healthy human relationship. Friends, family, lovers, it doesn't matter. And Benjamin Franklin, uh, clearly the third creator of the newest Renaissance of footwear, said that. And I think that we can all take that to heart. Uh, when you think about who wears footwear, it's fr- it's friends, it's families, it's lovers. It also doesn't fucking matter who wears footwear. It's there. There has been waves and waves and iterations and iterations. You know who else wore footwear? Jesus. Who else? Einstein. Name somebody. I dare you. Most likely, unless it's that one person you're thinking of that I don't know about, they probably wear footwear. Now, And I found so many quotes that can really sum up what it is that is footwear. This one wasn't one of them, but this one was a quote from Ben Franklin. Next slide, please now here's some important dates on footwear uh you know for foot focused folks now i'm gonna uh, have albert fish really pay attention to this because this is right here for you now if you happen to be in the the northern part of africa or southern part of europe you'll find gibraltar this is the first human foot discovered did this foot have shoe on it it's one of the biggest mysteries known to man but that foot was been dated to negative 15 bc or is that a that's an approximately sign, isn't it? Wait, is, is it the two the two squiggles approximately? One squiggle is just like a hyphen?
0: This is your presentation. Can we get producers to check on the ruling? Of,
3: no? Okay, they're not going to do that for me. That's great. Okay, anyway, let's move ahead. So over here in, like, up in the Yukon region, we also have Manitoba. Now, thousands died in the Battle of <laughs> Big Feet Bay in 1777 AD. Honestly, it's one of the biggest deposits of footwear that we have found naturally occurring. Um, Once a glacier has moved, it was just roughly, I think it was 17 tons of just ancient footwear from the late 1700s, just oozed out uh, like lava. Uh, It was interesting, but it really kind of changed the scope of how we thought about it. Now, if you want to head all the way to the right side of this map, you're going to find Philippines, I think. Uh, It is a, a whole bunch of islands. I think it was in the Philippines. This map was way too small, and I couldn't zoom in fast enough, but listen, Magellan's foot circumnavigates the globe at least according to history class in my public middle school I looked at my yearbook and this is what somebody wrote down that Magellan foot mainly circumnavigated um you know the world before most people did and I was like I should keep in touch with that person next slide please now what astrology says about your feet not much But here's what I could find. If you have a Virgo sun, your toesies are little sandwiches, perfectly appointed with little cucumber slices. And they are fine for high tea or fancy parties. You could even have like slices of salmon with little pieces of dill on it if you want. Uh, But these are the perfect little uh, 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 sandwiches, your toesies, Virgo sun. Now, Leo Moon, this is going to be hard to sink in, but I'm sorry. Remember that thing that you overheard your friends talking about that stressed you out? It's even worse than you thought. And that was probably about your feet. Mm. Uh, it, this was pretty on like most horoscopes, astrology. It's a vague interpretation of what it was. When I read this immediately, I was like, that's about their feet. And they should know that. Now, if you're a Taurus rising, Jupiter is a gas giant and is the biggest planet in the solar system. I had to check on this fact at least six times. And it is a fact. Jupiter is the biggest planet. What does that have to do with uh, uh, footwear and the history of it? It's history folks we had to learn this at some time and that was a go and guess what that person was either wearing shoes or about to invent them. you're welcome taurus risings next slide please yeah look i had a hard time finding a lot of facts on what i was trying to get over so this one's going to be a work in progress and i'm really sorry <laughs> i have got to complete this Shit, I, I thought I wrote completeness after the conference, but apparently I wrote before the conference. Uh, what I was really going to go into here is that not only do footwear inspire the feet to keep on walking upwards of miles, it also inspires, you know, uh, beautiful tales such as the back of the converse and the high heel. Now, that's one of the biggest tales that people have known who've come out of any of the borough of New York. And if you haven't, you should have heard that story because it would have taught you a lot. Now, before the end of this whole conference, I'm going to finish a slide. But until then, we're going to have to get to the next one. Now, history shows do this. But honestly, don't do this. Now, this over here, this is similar to that one move in that shuffle song that you do mostly in weddings where you're supposed to slide to the left. You can do that, especially if you're wearing shoes. It was way harder before shoes were invented. Uh, Once shoes gotten, once the footwear was involved, slide to the left, super easy. Listen, Do not do that, though. This is going to cause lots of problems. This is the reason that knees were invented to go this way. It's because if you do that over there, it doesn't matter what your footwear is. You're going to be seeing it. Next slide, please. Now, obviously, with any of our slides or any of our presentation, you got to make sure that you give your references. Here's some of the works I cited. Now, we have... um, Hoshauer Shannon from 1986, Feet of the World, Penguin Publishing, obviously. They were the masters in uh, uh, small books, especially in the mid to late 80s. We have um, Yoder Pussephalus, Pussephalus, bucephalus. 1677 now riveting story is a collection of individual feet this was an independent folio i really couldn't read the 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 spine of it to tell you where it came from now we also had a couple books from quentin tarantino himself uh 2009 god damn i love feet i just want to suck them all day long now i found this on the internet forum post and i thought that it was relevant to this because nowadays and if there's anything about evolution it is evolving and it's constantly changing when someone says right now they say footwear at least three of these four people on this panel think Quentin Tarantino, who is now the master of footwear. Next slide, please. Now, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Now, in conclusion, evolution of anything is about science. It's about facts, about knowledge. It's it's about uh, uh, uh <laughs> Cause and effect is what it is. Cause and effect. Now, when you're dealing with a lot of things, especially footwear, you got to keep in mind, big brother or little Quentin is going to be looking over your shoulder because he knows what's going on at all times. Do your research, folks. Know what's going on. Know who's been licking and sucking on these feet. And just thank the big QT himself for making beautiful closed toed shoes for women everywhere. Uh, That wasn't really the evolution I thought I was going to be getting into. It was the one that I needed to get into. And thank you very much for your time, everyone. I will take every question known to man, please. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Albert fish. I didn't expect you to have a question. Well,
1: you said that you cited works. Um, but was, was that for the, for the slide that you didn't finish? Is that what you were citing works for? Because I didn't see anything that needed citations during the whole presentation.
3: Uh, I showed you a map and on that map was many things. I didn't make that map up. I found that map. Um, I went to at least six different Reddit posts for different things. I didn't write those. So I felt I needed to cite those. Uh, I'll say the majority of work, uh, I do for any, presentation is those three references I, I so go
1: I, I go on the footwear uh, reddit all the time and I've know. never seen any of those things before
3: hmm. does anyone does anyone else have a question
0: Oh Dylan yes thank you uh great presentation can thank you, you list much. your top three Quentin Tarantino foot shots
3: oh yeah uh, I would probably say uh, pussy wagon right number one mm-hmm. when she's when uma's trying to work her her foot. Uh, I'll say number two, uh, uh, when Uma is doing her, her twist, uh, I'll say number three, maybe when Uma is uh, after she turns the radio on and she's walking into that one room before doing, um, you know, those illicit drugs. Um, after that, I'm probably going to say Juliet Lewis. Uh, oh, did I said say three,
0: one? but you can keep going, I guess.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, v- please keep going. <laughs> no, I refuse now. Uh, are there any more questions before we move on? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Mark
2: H. Yeah, I was curious. You had uh, mentioned there a couple key dates about footwear, but I, I was curious. What was one of those dates that you left out? I feel like there's some some missing information on some important dates in footwear. On just dates in general. Yeah, you had a couple key dates of footwear on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this slide right here. I was wondering. Uh, there <laughs> seems to be some missing there. I was wondering what are your what, what would you would you leave out.
3: Yeah, see, I can understand the the, the uh, you know misunderstanding here. This is actually the the, the food dates. Uh, I was eating some pretty important dates in these locations while doing research on shoes. Um, not really dates of the year, but I, but there is a probably a negative fifteen BC here. There's a seventeen seventy seven AD. We did at one point speak of a sixteen seventy seven AD as well, and honestly. Can we not forget about 2011? It's a fair point. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Well, it seems like all the questions have been uh, used up. So thank you very much. Uh, we do have some ados, but before we get to any of them, we're going to have to hop on to Mr. Mark H. Bushido Geek's presentation. Let's see if we can get. No, there we go. Nope that's. Is that right? Oh. I was uh, right the first time.
2: Y- yeah, I was gonna say you were, you had it I'm right sorry. the first no. time. You you used, you it. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It threw me off a little, but it's fine. Uh, I apologize. No, refocus. no, it's fine. It's fine. Just, you know, yeah, I guess things happen. I guess, uh, mm. you know, when I was thinking about uh, this presentation on the history of human footwear, I realized there's, there's a lot of like preconceptions and misinformation out there. You know, it's footwear, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different facts, a lot of information. So I was like, you know what, we're gonna start about feet and shoes there's some useful information about both of these things uh so we'll go to the next slide and we'll show you some of these things uh so you know it's an interesting question to start how do you feel about feet and i, I feel like that's an important question because you know where do you start are, are you are you a sandals person are you a socks with sandals person and you're dealing with the stigma of wanting to wear socks with your sandals even though everyone says that you shouldn't are you a, are you a tennis shoes guy are you, a, are you a converse guy i mean how many brands are, are you doing it to cover up the smell? You know, wh- where does it stop? Are you having to wear insoles to get that foot cushion? You know, I mean, it's the, the feet. It's it's so important part of the human body and shoes are so important about that. I think you to realize what kind of footwear you should get, you really need to answer to question to yourself, how do I feel about feet and what do I want my feet to tell other people? So I feel like I want everyone listening right now uh, to focus on that question. Uh, next slide, please. So I want everyone to uh, please repeat after me, because again, I like I said, that question was very important. So I want us to do this together. Uh, I will not advance the presentation until I'm satisfied that all three of you have done this to my satisfactory. So uh, we'll, we'll go line by line. I'll say it first, and then we'll we'll repeat it together, right? So you guys know what's going on. So uh, first line: shoes are good. So on everyone, count of three: one, two, three. Shoes, shoes are, are good. 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 There you go. Great. Shoes great good. job. I feel like Someone a little bit late there. If you want to step it up a little bit, that'd be great. Uh, so next line, feet are fine. So everyone, kind of with me. One, two, three. Feet, feet are, are fine. 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 Great, great job. You're a great, great crowd. Reading. I know reading is difficult, but we'll get through it together. Third line, I like most feet. So kind of three guys. One, two, three. I, I like, like most, most feet. feet. Really appreciated Albert's uh, no like his uh, emphasis there on the words. we'll uh, I'm sure deal with that later, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, last line. So, uh, but I especially like mine, but I need you to replace the word mine with Mark. All right. So I especially like Mark's feet. All right. So count of three with me. One, two, three. But what? I, I especially exactly like, like, like Mark's, Mark's feet. feet. Again, really appreciate uh, Albert on that one. Uh, we'll send some Albert some feet pictures later. It's four ninety nine oh, on OnlyFans. Uh, I'll we'll take go to ten. The, we'll go to the next slide. All right. So again, shoes. It's very important. So what's the best way to go about this? Is a timeline. You know how do we start? So first shoe was invented in thirty five thousand four hundred and twelve BC, which, as we all know, uh. Caveman, when they're starting to push that wheel and create that wheel and create that fire, they're not doing that barefoot. They're doing that in shoes. It had to start somewhere, and that's when it started. Uh, We go next to the next most important date 27 AD. Jesus promises to save everyone's soul. He died for our sins. He died for the souls on our feet and our calluses. The man can do no wrong. And then we're going to go to the next most important date here. Healy's invented. Jesus' is promise fulfilled in 1999 A.D., a day we all remember when we could zip down the hallways in front of all of our friends, like in the, which led to the one of the best animes ever, Air Gear. The anime would have never existed if we didn't have Heelys. So I feel like, you know, I mean, what, what do you say? We all remember gliding down the hallway and getting yelled at as we just popped a wheelie out and rode into class. Uh, it's great memories. Uh, and we can fast forward to today where... I mean, what do we say? We've got Heelys. There's shoes that light up, the shoes that make sounds. I mean, like, I'm sure shoes can play radios at this point, Bluetooth. I mean, like, there's nothing we can't do with shoes. Uh, so we'll go to the next slide. Uh, but again, seriously, we go back to Jesus inventing Heelys and uh, helping uh, fulfill his promise. I, how sick are these shoes? I mean, like... We, we, we look sometimes at shoes. You look at like the, the Jordans or the LeBron James or the Kobe Bryants. And you look at some of these Nikes that drop and you look at it and you're like, man, look at that shoe. But I mean, seriously, look at this shoe. I mean, again, I, I wanted to put some good emphasis on there. So I did a little Photoshop work. I hope you guys don't mind, but I feel like if Moses could have parted the Red Sea with a pair of Converse, he would have. And how much easier will that have made of walking that stretch of sand if he didn't have to do it in bare feet? So I think that's just a, Another good testament to how important footwear really is, because it just it can in so many instances in history can help out. Uh, But we'll jump to the next slide. Uh, So, uh, so when I was making this, I got really sidetracked. I found this really good YouTube video of a guy dressed up as Jesus uh, doing a kickflip and some heelys, and I just kind of wanted to show you guys the video. I couldn't really get it to load. I'm not uh, great on embedding. Uh, videos, into my audio, into my visual presentations. But if you guys just Google kick-flipping Jesus on YouTube on your phones, we'll give you guys a quick break after this. You guys can pull, uh, Google that really yeah. quick. It's a really great video, um, but also it's just, it's, uh, I can't get out of my head. It's just, it's such a good video, um, but we, we can, we can go on. Um, so again, I was like, you know, what, what's also more important when it comes to data? You want to be able to back up what you're saying numbers, right? So as you can see here, we have a uh, bar chart here. So you can see there's a minimum feet, an average feet, and a maximum feet. And I wanted to compare probably the things we don't really think about. You know, we all know that us as humans, we wear a lot of shoes. We have a lot of footwear, but I don't think we realize that some animals do as well. So we have a chart here showing the mammals, the lizards, and the bugs. And I think if you're wondering why the bugs is so high in the maximum feet. Remember how many feet a centipede has and just think about how many tiny pairs of shoes that is for one centipede. That's a lot of shoes. So it kind of skews the graph a little bit, but I mean, Hey, I didn't make the data. I just crunched it. Uh, we do what we have. When we have it. Um, lizards. It can get a little complicated. You know, it's a little bit harder to get a uh, Komodo dragon versus a mon, you know, versus like a little salamander to put on those flip flops. But I can tell you once they wear them, it's adorable. And I think we can all agree what's cuter than a cow in roller skates. So I feel, that's, I feel like that's enough said on there and we can go on to the next slide. Uh, so in conclusion, what I wanted to do here is showcase uh, what happens if you don't find the proper footwear and you're really trying to answer that question. How do I feel about feet that we mentioned in the first slide? Uh, as you can see here, a couple key areas of the human body that if you don't wear the proper footwear you can see some serious damage to uh, your ankle aversion there. That's what happens if you're not wearing that proper Heelys. And if you don't pop it up the last time, you can roll your, anchor, uh, your ankle there, your knee abduction, your dynamic valgus, and your femoral adduction huge and um, critical parts of the human body. And so, in conclusion, I want everyone to go back to that question I asked you originally and make sure that by the time you leave here today, you have an answer to how you feel about feet. And that way you can understand the history of human footwear. And we'll open it up to some questions. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Dylan, or, uh, we got some, we'll go to whoever wants to go first, Dylan or. Okay. Um,
0: yes. Thank you for the presentation. Um, while talking about Jesus, you had mentioned that it was a testament to the power of human footwear. I was wondering Old or new Testament.
2: You know, it's a good question. I feel like the old Testament, he didn't have it quite dialed down to his proper footwear. Uh, there was some things that happened that maybe impacted his ability to wear the proper footwear. So I feel like the uh, late Testament is when he really kind of realized at that stage of his life what he should be going with. Oh, the late Testament, of course, the third yes, book. Yes, yes, yes. There's always more. There's always more. You think there's not, but there's always more. Uh, wise, yes. You have, a, you have a question?
3: I do. Uh, on the one sl- First off. Thank you for this presentation. It was unfortunately better than mine and also enlightening. Now, if you if we can get the producers, please, to bring up the slide about the timeline, uh, the one where the Heelys were in. Please, thank you. Now, if we look on the now part, that says everything's great. Uh, I was under the impression that an evolution isn't something that stops. Now, are you saying that the sneaker, the shoe, the footwear is perfect as it is and is not headed towards another evolution?
2: I think at the current stage that we're at, we need something kind of drastic to happen because, you know, we have we have corrective shoes. We have things we can do to help out. But really, unless someone takes a drastic redesign of the of the human footwear, we're at a situation in our time where we have it as good as we're going to get it right now until something amazing happens or something drastic happens.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much. Of course. Um well before we get to uh, Albert, we do have one from the audience. Sorry. Uh Blue Shoe Nick would like to know, uh hi coming in late, apologies. Was the difference between handsome and footsome explained? Fuck. Get this out of here. I'm sorry about that. We will edit that out of the podcast. Uh continue Mr. Fish. Uh
1: yeah. Um can I get that slide back up about the uh maximum and minimum amount of feet, please? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, now, a, a, as far as I understand, a lot of mammals have four feet.
2: It's a common misconception. Uh, hmm. The angle of the sun actually tricks your mind into seeing four feet when in reality there's three.
3: Hmm. Oh. oh,
1: so it's just an optical illusion. Yeah,
2: it's a really common misconception. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, but, yeah. that is more that is more stable for standing.
2: It does work actually a lot. Whenever mm. you look at a cow pasture, it's actually just a lot of cows leaning up against each other.
3: Oh, huh. I thought that they had arms, and like cows don't yeah, have arms. Yeah, it's
2: it's it's one of those things. Yeah. <gasps> In the research, I, I realized that, and I was like, that was <clears throat> it was mind blowing.
3: Hmm. hmm. Good question, Fish. Okay. Thank you.
2: Uh, yeah. Wise.
3: Um, If we could bring up slide number two, uh, you talked a lot about this. I felt like this was the summation of your thesis here, but we never got an answer to how you feel about feet.
2: You know, it's a a great question. I I had to uh, internally look at myself pretty hard as as someone who suffers from just chronic feet stink. Uh, You know, it was one of those things where I had to really take a good hard look at myself in the mirror and kind of question how I felt about my own feet uh and the reality is realizing that I, I i think feet are amazing i think it's something that uh i was uh not putting enough attention into in the past and i doing this presentation made me realize that we just we got to take better care of our feet with whether it's footwear get that foot massager and just go to town and just have fun i feel like we all need to do that yeah all right thanks of course uh, any any other questions anyone no, that seems
3: to be it. Awesome job, Mark H. Bushido Geek. Thank you very much. We'll come back to you later and ask a couple more questions. But like I said earlier, we got some adoos. Fuck them. Let's get to Mr. Albert Fish and his presentation. Let's see here if I can just bring this up. What's Producers are just off today. What oh. are they doing? <clears throat> God.
1: Yes, thank you. Um. Sorry about before i was i just had a bunch of taco bell and it, it was messing me up for a while um but i'm okay now um so today my presentation is about foot fashion uh, throughout time um from the eyes of a self-proclaimed doctor now the self-proclaimed doctor is not myself um i did i did have someone help me with the writing of this presentation and uh they are a self-proclaimed doctor um they do a lot, uh, like a lot, of surgeries and and foot-related medical uh, things, mm-hmm. uh, but not uh, technically a doctor. Um, but they know a lot about feet. So, um, if I could get to the next slide, please. Now about the foot. Early shoes were to prevent unwanted toe sucking as Quentin Tarantino or anyone else will let you know the fir- that first base is toe sucking. Um, so what happened back before shoes were invented was a lot of unwanted, um, uh, it was a lot of unwanted, especially during the night. Um, people would come into other people's uh, caves, uh, climb up into their trees, and suck on their toes. Um, this was a lot easier to do because the feet were more exposed. Uh, you don't have to get up near... What is happening what, with What this? is happening? Uh, I don't... Can I... whoa um, this is it's going too far. Okay. Okay. What are the okay. producers doing? I the producers yeah. have gone crazy. Um, I've totally lost track of what I was talking about. Um, so basically, in order for the new first base to be kissing, they had to get rid of the foot sucking, uh, because it was easier for people to detect the unwanted kissing because it was closer to their ears and nose where they could hear and smell someone approaching them instead of, um, getting into their tootsies. Um, next slide, please. Um, a few stories about early unwanted toe sucks. Um, now my two favorite, uh, toe suck tales are uh, a crow's toothpick where, um, you know, how crows are attracted to shiny objects. Um, there was a man who would put, who would put, uh, coins on his feet, um, so that the crow would suck them. And then the one day the crow picked up toothpicks from, uh, the tree that he was staying in and started jamming the toothpicks underneath the man's toenails. Um, because the crow just wanted the coins. The crow was not interested in sucking the toes, but the man was trying to get him to suck the toes. He did not like that. Crows are very smart creatures. So he tortured the man. Um, I love that. Um, (laughs) if not five, then one. Um, this is the story of a woman who liked having her toes sucked so much that her husband actually, she would say more, more, suck them more, suck, 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 suck so much, make my toe come off. And he would actually suck toes until he sucked them off of her foot. And once one of them healed, she he started with the pinky toe sucked that right off uh let it heal went to the next toe and she said this isn't enough suck 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 until the toe comes off and he sucked the second toe off so until she just had the one big toe and he sucked and sucked and sucked and could not suck the big toe off uh he sucked so hard that he had a brain aneurysm and died um so that's the story of if not five then one because she started off with five toes on that uh, foot and ended up with one. Uh, next slide, please. That gave me those were not, those <laughs> were not stories about, that was not a story about unwanted toe sucks. Uh, he didn't want to suck the toe as much as oh. she wanted him to. Um, so how the shoe entered my life. Um, bad ankles. I have bad ankles. So for a long time, I had to wear, you know, those Converse All-Stars that go all the way up to your knees. Mm-hmm. Um, that was how much ankle support I required. Uh, <laughs> there were, two, I put two yardsticks on each side, uh, taped them up with packing tape, and then put the knee-high Converse All-Stars um, up over top of them. Um, it, you would think that that would be a hindrance for basketball But it actually helped a lot because when people would try, you know, to to steal the ball and try to get their legs in between mine um, and try to take out my ankles, uh, they actually ended up with a lot of broken ankles themselves. Hmm. Uh, Poor circulation, being upside down so often. I was always upside down. In 1989, I saw the movie Batman. And I said, I want to be Batman. For some reason, what stuck out in my mind was that scene after he had sex with Kim Basinger, where he was hanging upside down. And I said, that's how I become Batman. I will sleep upside down. So I tried to sleep upside down every night. I sleep 14 hours a day. So being upside down for 14 hours, it, it, it put a lot of blood in my head. Uh, not much blood in my legs. Luckily I had the yardsticks taped to my legs that helped. They were like braces, um, hospital trips, lots of broken bottles at the trailer park, kept cutting my toes and arches. And as you know, converse all stars, not a lot of arch support, very thin soles. So I would walk over, um, the yards my neighbor had a bad drinking problem also a bad hoarding problem so there was no room in his trailer for the bottles so he would just throw the bottles out after a while uh, there were so many bottles that when he threw a bottle it wasn't hitting the ground anymore it was hitting another bottle and shattering so there was a lot of broken glass all over my neighborhood the rats would just pick it up and carry it around. There was just so much broken glass all over everything. Hmm. Um, So I was in the hospital a lot, lots of tetanus shots, um, lots of rabies shots. There were so many shots because of this man, we could get nothing to do with it because he was actually a cop. So the cops wouldn't arrest him. You know how that goes. Um, But luckily, you know, I would, I would hang myself upside down and, uh, all of that bad blood with all the infections would go right to my brain. Um, it explains a lot. Next slide, please. I didn't want to talk about the Croc, but they're so they're so important now. Everybody ha- like, everybody has Crocs. You have to have a pair of Crocs. It's the law. Um, now, in two thousand one, the creation of the Croc we had somebody said, man, wouldn't it be great if I made a slide out of uh styrofoam? People will love it. It could, we're just going to put, I, I know that it doesn't breathe. You're going to have rank foot rank ass foot stank, but we're going to put big holes in it. So they're barely shoes at all. Um, and everybody was like, this is a great idea. Um, So in 2006 Crocs, Purchase gibbets uh for 10 million dollars this is actually to plug the holes they said the feet stank is getting out too much um we're, we want to keep that stank mm-hmm. in the crocs um so we're gonna invent some some decorations to not only make your crocs look better uh but also keep that stank in um and then in 2021 uh nikki minaj wore crocs on tiktok All the TikTokers loved it. They said, give us those Crocs. People started wearing nine and ten pairs of Crocs at once. There was that challenge uh, to see how many pairs of Crocs you could wear and still walk. So many broken ankles because nobody was taping their yardsticks to their to their legs. Um, And uh, just a lot of concussions and, and just bad. Nicki Minaj got sued for it but she got away from it because she's a cop and and they don't get arrested uh next slide please man these producers are all right a picture is worth a thousand words in case you didn't get the smell of visions that we sent to everybody um just think about your basement um after a big rainstorm and the, the, the padding underneath the carpet got wet and you said, eh, it's fine. We're not going to do anything about this. Um, so you just let it dry naturally, but lots of mold and other fungus and bacteria just grew in underneath that carpet, uh, because it stayed wet for so long. Now, 10 years later, you want to sell your house. You pull up that carpet. This picture smells like the smell that hits you. The damp, moldy, bacteria-ridden funk of decades-old, just horrifically rotted carpet padding on top of concrete. Um, Because these people have just plugged up all of their stank holes and so there's just sweat just pooling in those crocs. And if you could if you could use your smell of vision, you would literally throw up right now because of how stinky these feet are. Um, so I think that was a thousand words. Next slide, please. <laughs> now apparently, um, this presentation is all about crocs. Um, And their net income, somehow, despite Crocs being the ugliest footwear, um, nobody should wear them uh, out in public or in private. Uh, You are going to get some sort of fungus in between your toes from the fact that you're wearing rubber on your feet and nothing else. And you're plugging up all the stink holes with your stupid looking gibbets. Um, but despite all of that, Crocs are making just tons of money because people love them. And I blame Nicki Minaj. It also doesn't hurt that you have to buy several pairs of Crocs to get, you know, the two or 300 views on your TikTok of that challenge where you wear, you know, 10 pairs of Crocs, break your ankles, fall down, and crack your skull open. Um, Again, Nikki, you have to apologize for this. I know that nothing legally is going to happen to you, but just apologize. Just say stop. You have to say stop doing this challenge. You didn't even you didn't even say it was a challenge. People just took it and ran with it. So just please, Nikki, Nikki, I'm talking directly to you. I know you're watching right now. Just say to people, stop doing this croc challenge i just want you to buy my new album and we will nikki we love your music but you have to stop hurting people next slide please now in conclusion (sighs) fine there's one set of good crocs and those are the these are the tactical crocs you will be an alpha wolf man when you wear these green army green colored crocs with you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but in that little strap that it has, it's everything you need to survive in the woods. Um, you just open it up and it, it all comes out. The testicles are extra. They're just for looks. And Damn. Do they look good? I I'm not gonna lie, I wish all shoes, all footwear had testicles. Um, but really crocs are the only ones that allow you to put testicles on them. So take off your gibbets, put on the croc balls, and get out there into the woods and live your life, live your best life. Tame a wolf, build your own house. And and take off the wolf when you castrate your wolf to make him less aggressive, use those testicles to put on the back of your crocs. Um I I think I covered everything. Um does anyone have any questions?
0: <coughs> yes, uh Dylan. Yeah. Um, not the direction I anticipated. (laughs) Um, and I want, I think you made your opinion clear, but I was wondering when Nicki Minaj tick-tocked the crock, do you think she clocked the shock or was it all gawking at her mockery? Or do you think she walked the walk? I, oh,
1: I can keep- re. I can reiterate he's gonna that well, he's
3: going to get kicked off the show for that shit.
1: Uh, Bushido geek, I believe I saw your hand go up as well.
2: Uh, next uh, next yeah. slide, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was curious if we could go back to the slide that had the uh, shoe acronym on there. Oh
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I think you missed it. What, what did the acronym stand for? Uh, if you could, oh, that's I was hoping to write that down.
1: That's just. Uh, um, that's just. Uh, uh an error. Um, I just intended to write just shoe there. It doesn't mean anything. It just means uh, shoe.
2: Right? Could you just make one up for me, this, like, just like from my own knowledge?
1: Shocking heaven of evangelicals.
2: Love it.
3: So, the, so, so this is how the shocking heaven of evangelicals entered your life. Yes, and it was mostly around bad. No, uh, since we do have this slide up, and I have a question. Um, you you talked a lot about your wanting to be Batman, your lack of uh, sleeping with Kim Basinger, um, mm-hmm. and your friends whoring issue, uh, but you never talked about how any of that brought the shoe into your life. And also, what did the whoring issue have to do with it? Wasn't broken it bottles? wasn't
1: whoring. It was hoard hoarding. <clears throat>
3: Oh, like he had war. so
1: much stuff inside of his house because he was hoarding. Oh, that he had and, to throw his bottles outside.
3: And how did that bring shoes into your
1: life? Well, the only, the only hospitals in my area were all Catholic hospitals. Oh. Um, yeah. So when you go to a hospital, when you go to a Catholic hospital, they don't leave you alone. Um, a priest is always in there. Even if it's just even if it's just cuts on your feet, they want to be in there giving you your last rites, um, telling <laughs> you it. that if if you die, um, you're going to go to hell because you're not a Catholic, and uh, so that's where I that's where it, that's why it's shocking. It's a shocking
3: horde. So the same the same. I remember once we did a presentation on. Um other things and you told the story and this was about how you got your addiction to chapstick as well is that true it's the same story right well
1: yes um okay because when when you're in the hospital they're giving you a bunch of antibiotics it really dries you out uh so i I had chapped lips lots of cracking um Mm. a lot of bleeding and they won't let you not talk because they're going to come in. They're going to try to convert you, and you have to say no, no. Yeah. And you know the the O sound is very hard on chapped lips. It, it yeah. really cracks them up. So,
3: so um, all the so it's easy to say that like all the priests coming in made it so you couldn't talk. Yes, correct. Okay, and we I was have... also
1: making the O <laughs> mouth.
3: Uh, we lot. do have a question from the audience. Yes. Uh, let's see. Blue shoed Nick would like to know, Mr. Fish, would you argue that non- non-consensual non toe sucking leads to the formation of street gangs known as the foot? And is it possible for the trauma to heal? Oh, my God. It's worse than Dylan this time.
0: Um, <laughs> Take something.
1: At least it wasn't alliteration. Um, I know. But, uh, yeah. I, I would argue. Yes, I would argue against non-consensual toe sucking, uh, leading to the formation of street gangs. Um, there are many reasons for street gangs. Um, a lot of, uh, economic issues, a lot of, uh, racial issues and a a lot of just, uh, you know, the area in which you live. Uh, it's all very serious things and I don't want to make any jokes about, um, the formations of street gangs because mm-hmm. i understand why it happens and non-consensual foot sucking is not one of them um all non-consensual foot sucking leads to really is uh weird internet searches in your late 30s into your mid 40s yeah and oh,
3: late possibly oh. marijuana use <laughs> Uh, lots of okay. marijuana Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, let's see do we have any more questions for Mr. Albert Fish perfect that's exactly what he deserves and <laughs> let's see I think up last we have Dylan mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, he's got a new headband on that's cute
0: let's see if we can get the
3: producers please Go to ahead. bring up Dylan's
0: slide alright hello everybody uh, of course my name is Dylan today I'm going to be talking to you about footwear and creating a footprint on your own fingerprint Uh, Now fingerprints, of course, used to identify us, used to unlock our phones nowadays, used to track us down from scenes of various activities, and footprints uh, also used to track us down uh, generally just wherever, wherever the ground is soft and malleable, and we're going to figure out uh, how to create the footprint on your own fingerprint today. Let's go to the next slide, please. Okay, here Now, uh, of course, we're talking about the history of footwear, so many of us are covering the timelines of footwear. Uh, let's talk about the origin of the shoe. It or- originated in the Catalonian region of Spain as early as the 13th century, commonly worn by peasants and farming communities. The new styles did develop during the Song Dynasty in China, one of them being the debut of the foot strap. Now, it's similar to a sandal. <clears throat> Keep your foot in place. Uh, now, let's just abstract go through history. The world has feet. Feed is money. You got to go somewhere. You're generally going somewhere to spend money. You got the creation of big shoe. Uh, you know they're hidden in the shadows, but they're trying to keep it so you have to wear shoes all the time. <coughs> big shoe started hes- uh, harvesting the peasants. Peasants, of course, go missing without people noticing all the time because they're poor and under uh, underfunded. And finally, I'm going to come back to this later on. Neptune is very far away from Earth. Now that may seem like a non sequitur, and we're going to find out why I put that in there as we proceed to the next slide, please. Now we can, uh, of course, talk about uh, human footprints. We're going to talk about animal footwear uh, because, of course, you see here the animal footprint. Um, Usually, animals don't exactly wear footwear. Uh, Animals are a freer sort. They have a freer spirit. And as such, they don't feel the need to confine their forms away from God's judgmental gaze beneath clothing. (coughs) And uh, let's look at dogs. They have cute, pointless Dogs eat shoes. Sometimes when like it's very hot or very cold outside, you put little beanies on your dog's feet so they don't hurt the little pawsies. Uh, that's more a functional thing than style, but you never know. I do live in a place where people dress their dogs up casually. So see a dog in a stroller. It might be wearing a necktie fish. They need to feed it first. Uh, after that, the results are inconclusive. It's difficult to find a f- shoe that properly fits on a fin uh, because at what point does a shoe become a glove or a sheath? I'll leave that to you. Horses. It's going well. Uh, They're easy to make. Horses have lame style, though. Uh, The unfortunate truth about horses is that pretty uniform, so there's not a lot of room for um, innovation as far as style goes. Raccoons. They're real cute. Little thieves, little bandits with their masks. Uh, They can tie good knots, uh, and they stopped minor theft, but shoes, uh, it restrains their paws, so sometimes when they're doing raccoon hands, you know, they have shoes on those uh makes it difficult um but generally (laughs) they spend a lot of time in dumpsters dumpsters have floors they don't need to worry about walking around in the dirt um these are just some examples of how big shoe has its toes in a lot of different baths and how it's trying to move from human subjects into animal subjects let's go to the next slide please big shoe has a history um and i know that we were talking about footwear and footprints and fingerprints but really it's impossible to make such it's it's very difficult for an individual to make a footprint inside the largest footprint that Big Shoe has ever created. It's like when uh, in 1999's Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick, when it's like, where's the footprint? And the guy turns around and goes, you're standing in it. And then the camera lifts up and you see that he's been standing inside Godzilla's footprint the entire time. <clears throat> Uh, We have another timeline here. Uh, Mm. Just as feet march onward in groups, time marches onward into the future. So we're looking at 1515 BC. The Egyptians began making shoes from woven reeds. In the 12th century, pointy-tipped pleons, shoes in the Polish fashion, uh, Mm. were all the rage. Uh, You could stab your foe with them. And as the Polish know, they have many foes. In January 24, 1899, the Irish-American Humphrey O'Sullivan patents the first rubber heel for shoes, classic Irish rubber, uh, we all know where that comes from. And then in November 24, 1989, the pump actually launched to shy of the dawn of the new decade and introduced the public to a never-before-seen shoe with that, inflated, with that inflated to provide a custom fit. English is not my first language, and even if it was, that mistake would still be there. <clears throat> <laughs> Yet again, another history of how Big Shoe has enveloped many different styles, many different formats, in order to uh, really capitalize on the trends and choke out the little guys uh, sometimes with their feet, which I'm sure people like Albert Fish may be into. Let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, now, I'm going to compare my shoe versus my smooches. Why not? <laughs> um, I can tell you one difference. Big shoe is not going to kiss you on the mouth. This guy, make me dinner first and we'll talk afterwards. Uh, let's talk about air walks. Some smooches, not great, uh, you know. Airwalks, good shoes, smooches ain't all right, you know. Uh, new balances. Let's go quality over quantity. Uh, you know, you get a new balance. You know how you sometimes when you kiss someone and they lose their, they get it's like the air lightheaded. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, hey, here we are giving you a new balance of these things. Uh, shoes, they're fine. Uh, British Knights, old smooches, fresh baked goods. I think British Knight is a brand of bread. King Arthur, flower, is probably what I'm going for on this comparison. Uh, King Arthur, famous for kissing Morgan. Was Morgan the the woman, the femme fatale in all the King Arthur stories? Morgana. Morgana. Thank you. Yeah. uh, Old smooches, though. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, Nike. No smooches, lots of prospects. Nike, the goddess of victory in ancient Greece. Uh, She's not going to kiss you, but she's going to win. sure of that uh converse real solid hard kisses. a lot of competition uh pretty popular they'll get you where you need to go uh it's reliable and it's fairly fashionable at least all the kids are wearing converse now um and it depends on what you're trying to kiss but hey you know converse will generally work uh and reebok record-breaking smooches they'll get you up in the air uh but especially with the pumps you reach down and you kiss i'm gonna leave it at that because there might be children in the audience let's go to the next slide please (laughs) <laughs> the shoes are also for hiding smells uh my feet smell like feet let's be real here i'm not going to sugarcoat this because i'm not sugarcoating my feet i'm putting them in shoes so you don't have to smell them mostly if you've installed the smell of vision you know exactly what i'm talking about if you haven't good for you let's talk about what sm- uh, what smells our shoes are hiding 35 percent of our shoes are hiding the smell of feces human dogs some geese feces uh <laughs> If you walk around barefoot outside, odds are you've stepped in at least one of three of these. If you're unlucky and you live somewhere similar to where I live, you might have stepped in all three just on the sidewalk, randomly downtown on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, The geese, though, are the real problem. The feces, not so much. You're looking out for the geese. Shoes hides the smell. Now, 20% 20 of our shoes are hiding old food. Spilt pot pie. We talked about English nights. We talked about the Irish rubber. They love their pot pies out there. A lot of stuff comes back in the shoes. They're a very saucy culture, etc. Splash sauces get in the shoe. Uh, less so than feces because usually the shoes are under the table uh, and the spilled stuff goes on the table. But if one, of the, it's one of those old fashioned, like wooden slat tables, there's plenty of cracks for all that food to fall through. Now, 25% of our shoes are hiding perfume smells. Now, there's chaos at Macy's. Uh, just. It's unbelievable out there. They actually tore down the Macy's near where I live and are putting an office space, which is really fascinating because returning to the office and office space seems like it's going the way of the dodo, or at least I hoped it was until I saw they were building more fucking offices. Uh, now, I live in a tech town. So despite the fact that they're on the cutting edge of technology, it seems like in the workplace flow, they're still stuck in the fucking 90s. Um, so at some point after those buildings have been empty for 10 years, they'll tear those down and probably put in another, whatever a retro Macy's is, it sells overpriced clothing that's probably made in like Taiwan or something. Uh, once at JC Penney, someone spilled some perfume on me. That's why this is on here. Uh, I only ever, I've only ever owned two pairs of shoes and one of them got doused in perfume. So that's the 25% right there. 15% of shoes smell like trash. It's just unavoidable. You buy them, they smell like garbage. Cigarette butts, dirty masks, syringes. I don't need to elaborate very much on that. Uh, We've all been there. We've all had the syringe poke up between our toes. um, Absolutely just through our shoe. Wasn't because I was trying to, you know, hide any marks or anything like that. Just popped in the shoe. It's in a dirty alleyway. Don't ask me why. Um, Anyway, let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, Now say now a lot when i do this presentation i apologize for the repetition but you know i'm just walking in a pattern right now um now crocs one of the two pairs of shoes that i own not the ones that got covered in perfume the ones that stepped in human shit on the sidewalk on saturday uh they're good for a few things um big shoe would tell you they're d- good for a lot of stuff they are, but I mean, Big Shoe is not inventing those reasons. The top five I could come up with on the spot bug squishing. Sometimes they deserve it. Sig butt put her outer. It's fire season. Put them out. Nazi curb stomping. Now that's curb stomping <laughs> Nazis, not doing the Edward Norton thing. Um, go punch a Nazi. I don't know. I fully endorse <laughs> that. Uh, I'm not endorsing violence necessarily unless that violence is aimed at someone who's, you know you know, we're all, if you're not cool with punching Nazis, get out of my face. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Lego hating. I don't hate Legos. I hate stepping on Legos. I'm pretty sure that's what I meant when I said this. Don't step on Legos. Hate it. Um, but Crocs are pretty flimsy. So you can still kind of feel it. So my Crocs hate Legos and mud skipping, uh, the holes in the Crocs, let the mud in, it squelches between my toes. Great feeling. I love walking when it's rainy outside, especially in my Crocs. I don't like the feeling of the wet rubber. <clears throat> on my toes that's not so great um, but fortunately I don't know there's no fortunately I don't know why I said that I don't know let's go to the next slide please now in conclusion much like this picture I've tried to identify what this presentation is about and similar to presumably your inability and my inability to identify any concrete object in this photo um, I think we're all just kind of a pile stuff on right now. I talked about big shoe. Don't buy big shoe. Make your own. If you can, you can find patterns online. If you have a 3d printer, you can actually 3d print Crocs. You can hmm. find that pattern online, 3d print your own. So you don't give to big croc. Um, shoes are great. That's all I got. I think, um, I lost the thread of the conversation somewhere in here. Um, I know that when I talk about big shoe, I tend to go on my rants. Mm. Um, But really, it's mostly about finding what kind of shoe works for what you need it, whether it's skipping in mud, whether it's curb stomping a Nazi, (laughs) whether it's stepping in human shit on the sidewalk. Uh, There is a footprint to your fingerprint, and there's a fingerprint on all of us, at least one, probably. Uh, and I will take Beautiful. any and all questions.
3: Beautiful. Um, uh, before we go to our panel, we have one from the audience. Uh, let's see. Blue shoot. Nick like no Dylan. Would Kevin Bacon be better at tightening his foot with better smooches? Also, why aren't toenail cuticles called
0: tuticles? Uh Two good questions. Um, I think that Kevin Bacon's foot looseness would be. Uh, it's worth trying. To my knowledge, mm-hmm. he never actually attempted kissing the feet, uh, but they might not have just shown it. Yeah. Um that might have been the corner that he put me. Is it is that foot loose or is that dirty oh, dancing?
3: No, it's definitely foot loose.
0: Okay. Dirty loose. Dirty feet. No, it's definitely Dirt- dirty dancing. Dirty foot no, dancing. Definitely not. Anyway. <laughs> uh I, Dirty my Foot answer... Dancing
1: is a Quentin Tarantino movie.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh anyway, so Kevin Bacon, he might as well try it. It might adjust it. Uh right. it I know it makes my toes curl, and that's tight. Uh <laughs> also, why aren't toenail <laughs> cuticles called tuticles? Um, I mean, there's no reason you can't start at this point, I suspect it's just like a uh, linguistic inertia that we've been calling up cuticles for so long. But if you get yeah. this started and we get enough of an internet following, this could be the start of something beautiful about tuticles.
3: I agree. Um, but yeah, are there
0: any questions for the panelists? Uh, let's hear from Mark H. Bushido geek.
2: Yeah. I think you forgot to circle back to the, uh, the <laughs> Neptune argument on why it's so uh, far. I was just curious if you could uh, give me the answer to that. That's Good right.
0: Um, Neptune. Uh, classically is a God of the sea also known as Poseidon. And uh, sometimes your feet smell like low tide. It's not, Dang, it's, it's not burn. No, not, not <laughs> it, burn. general, general, uh, generic plural. You right. right, generic, right. generic second person. Uh, I have never smelled your feet, so I can't speak for that. It's the first time for everything. There is. Uh, we'll talk. All right. Any further questions? Uh, let's hear from Albert fish.
1: Uh, yeah, I I think you did a great job. I yeah. I did understand the Neptune reference. Uh, it was very subtle, but um, I'm glad that we got it cleared up. But I yeah. I definitely I think you you went through everything. I just wanted to say um, there was a sticking point. You said that uh, horses have lame style, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that getting <laughs> metal shoes nailed into your feet is pretty awesome i don't see anything lame about that
0: um it, it is pretty metal but sometimes it causes the horse to go lame and the farmers have to shoot him dead that's also pretty metal no and if you say so i think we'll have to agree to disagree no. on uh, euthanasia fish and you are a son of a b right i've
1: now. also uh, you talked about not liking to step on legos and mm-hmm. as you know i've been known to uh flog myself with a board uh full Mm -hmm. of rusty needles and uh put roses into my urethra um but (laughs) even walking on legos is a little bit too much for me
0: you're a freak fish that's all i gotta say yeah. wisem and one i think you have one more question for me
3: yeah honestly beautiful presentation thank you very much um probably one of your most acceptable ones in uh weeks so good job uh as we look at this uh this graph right here on hiding smells Mm -hmm. i can i can only help to see that there are three fives and i don't know much about math but that means that it probably doesn't equal up to a hundred I think we're missing 5%, and obviously that's too small to put on this chart. Will you tell us what the other 5% of the smell that your shoe's hiding?
0: Uh, it's my feet. It's, it's just the small. natural foot odor of my foot sweat.
3: Oh, so these smells are what is the inside of your of your shoe.
0: I'm sorry. I misunderstood the question. Okay, Okay, you're asking. Okay, so this adds up to 95% of smells as opposed to 100%. Yeah. Of foot smell, Um, yeah. Of the sample sizes, none of the other majorities were large enough to uh, hold a spot on the chart. Um, Some options included uh, raw meat, fresh cut grass, Mm. and JK Rowling's Twitter feed. Oh, sick. Yeah, it
3: was sick. (laughs) Solid and topical. Uh, we do have one more from the audience. Let's see. Blue yes. Shoe Nick would like to know: the euthanasia agrees with horseshoes. I fucking hate him today. <laughs> <laughs> I should read these before I put them up. Okay, <laughs> listen. Uh great job, Dylan. Thank you very much. I don't think we have any more questions concerning your beautiful, beautiful presentation on the history of human feet. Um, now, as always, every single week. Presentations are given each member of the panel, each member of the panel are now going to vote on who gave the best presentation in their eyes. Once again, they get a $50,000 grant, which comes to some nobody's university. Uh, I am a substitute teacher there. Dylan is the dean. You also get the nostalgia prize of the week, which is apparently German Fritz, the cat printed poster, which is cool. Uh, Now with a show of hands, please tell me who you think Have the best presentation I'm number one, Bushido Geeks number two Albert Fish is number three And Dylan with an I is number four So please, three, two, one Who's your best? Oh We have a tie
1: I'll give you you The 50,000 if I can have The Fritz the Cat
3: poster
0: Sold Awesome (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh that's awesome hey uh thank you very much everyone for paying attention to us we are a bunch of people that like to say words into the air and hope that somebody's ears will catch them and that's obviously going to conclude our conference for the week now since technically mark h bushido geek one i need you i need you to tell us what our next week's conference is going to be on
2: you know what that's a that's a good question and uh I'm going to do it on the uh, let's do it
3: on the history of the D20 history of D20. That is Disney's conference hall where they release what is coming out new in theaters and Disney plus. And they've been doing it for 20 years. So tune in next week to hear how we talk about some stupid nerds dressing up as random things, rolling some fat ass dice. Listen, my name has been Zach Wiseman. My payment for doing this is to make someone give us a new outgoing slogan. So Albert Fish, what's our outgoing slogan?
1: PowerPoint me to the bathroom because i'm about to poop in my pants
3: okay so until the slogan gets said i need to hear from mark h pretty please where can people hear your voice where can people find you what do you
2: got going on my friend yeah you can uh if you just go search pretty much dad's anime stash or the phantom effect those are the two podcasts i host uh, every major podcasting platform uh and it's not quite live yet but uh i'm launching a digital editing business called digital shogun which will be live in the next couple weeks for video and audio editing so you can catch me on digital shogun as well awesome please go
3: check that out it's awesome stuff i've i've been on there uh once before so you can probably find me if you need that if not if you want to hear more cool people please check that out uh also your co-host sam super super great so uh if you check that show out awesome very entertaining so check it out uh albert fish where can people find your beautiful voice and Melodic Aggies. What you want to do is you want to
1: go to your uh, local podcast downloading application and search for uh, Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. It's on the PodMoth Network. Um, you, there you will hear uh, one of the wildest, uh, wackiest haunted apartment based comedy fiction podcast that you've ever heard um also you can look for jack billings presents me and my neighbor michael while you're there uh that is a comedy podcast about neighborhood goings-on uh you have about (laughs) 200 hours between the two of them to listen to just some wacky shit um also uh powerpoint showdown also no time to binge also um we have a thing coming out with the origin story of how me and Zach and Matt deterior who is my writing partner and Dylan and B and everyone (laughs) you've heard on any of our podcasts got together um that will be out soon
3: yeah go check out most of that um all if you want but definitely most of it uh Dylan where can we hear your voice Read your words or even sometimes find me.
0: uh Yeah, so you can find Zach and I when you look at some nobodies. Trudging uh, up stream and talking upstream we've got a lot of that going on uh, previously. We'll have some more going on soon. Uh, we've got, of course, No Time to Binge. Michael talked about that and PowerPoint Showdown, our upcoming project. If you want to go look through our back catalog, we've got Silicon Angels, comedy podcast, 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 a podcast show, a comedy podcast, uh, <laughs> CYOP Appeal. Which is a create your own adventure style. I can't say that legally, but I can compare it to that uh, style podcast with a branching storyline. Go check that out, and we'll have a second season of that coming out as soon as I finish these last few episodes. August has been one hell of a month. Hell uh, yeah, August! And then of course sucks. we got it's that upcoming going. stuff. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah, check this out, and you can follow me at Vorpal underscore Words on everything.
3: Yeah, and one last question, Dylan. Did you happen to remember what Albert Fish's uh his slogan was?
0: PowerPoint, his poop we don't the know. bathroom. Maybe
3: if
1: you went three more feet, you could get all the way through the Earth and get back out into space, um, which doesn't exist because it's just water outside of the of the dome that surrounds the Earth. Um, so if you would, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of Some Nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.